Welcome to the CGM Podcast. It's episode 101. The wonderful 101. The wonderful mm. 101. Mm-hmm. And sadly, the wonderful Wayne isn't here to join us. Nope. He's at home furiously writing for the next issue. Despite illiteracy. Mm. Despite illiteracy. I'm sure he's scribbling and Charlene's writing or something. No, he just has a parrot that uh, he gets to write with his beak. What about a monkey? Monkey seems more logical. No, monkeys are too messy. To be fair, he's probably just playing video games. Well, yeah. He's a guy writing. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we do have Brendan to replace, kind of. Brendan. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you're here. Discount Wayne. I thought it looked like you were about to get up, and I was like, oh, maybe Brendan's here? <laughs> no, I'm here. Still rooting for Diablo because he played Reapers of Souls. Mm-hmm. Reaper. Reaper. Yeah, Reaper. Oh, there's only one. I don't know how I said Well, there that. actually are lots of Reapers. Yeah, technically oh. it's Reapers of Souls, but I it's, guess it's you're. It's Reaper. Reaper. You, you're, you're just getting the angel that's going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one Reaper you're fighting, but there are more than one Reaper. No, there's just, he's created other small minor Reapers. But that still means there's more than one Reaper. Uh, but that's not what the game's called. No, no, no. no. I, know, I know it's called <laughs> Reaper of Souls. I had to put up the review today. I'm aware that just was a stutter. Mm-hmm. It's Phil. His beautiful eyes are just making me blush. Well, you know. Right across the table from mm-hmm. me. So across the table from me is our film file, mm-hmm. Phil Brown. That's me. That's you. Mm-hmm. Got some movie stuff for us this week? I do, indeed. Great. Next to us is Alex Leach. That is me. Finally quaffed today. Uh, maybe not, since I uh, just pulled myself out of my Dark Souls binge. Still Dark Souls done? binging, eh? Uh, I've been done. I've been done for a while, but I started again. Oh, of he course. Started you did. again. And I, and I haven't even started New Game Plus, but that's a whole different story. We'll get to. Uh, I think we have some news before I go into a giant yeah. Dark Souls rant. Oh, it, it's going to be fun. <laughs> And at the other end of the table is Brendan Fry. Who you already introduced. We already yeah. introduced. Kind of introduced, yeah. yeah. Like a double introduction. Yeah. Double introductions, because cool. you don't join us that often anymore. So. No, I'm always special. It is a big deal. Yeah. He's always there, making sure our voices are all heard and not crackly. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's an important thing. It's mm-hmm. pretty important. Yeah. I'm going to start fan. trying to crackle on purpose now, but. So the big news this week is for weeks now we've been talking about how excited we are for the Oculus Rift and VR and we're all ranting. Well, not Alex. No. Everyone else was excited except Alex. Mm-hmm. I was indifferent. You were indifferent. I, yeah. But okay, Phil, Wayne, and I were excited. Okay, mm-hmm. that's uh, And this week the big news story is Facebook. Mm-hmm. They bought Oculus Rift. They did indeed. They did. And I the kids- yeah, yeah, you finish, Alex. The Kickstarter backers are not oh, particularly happy about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my thing is... Why did Facebook buy it? It's the oddest purchase Facebook's made. I think it's just sort of like when Microsoft announced they were going to make an Xbox. Yeah. It seemed weird at the time, but... It I mean, still it's seems kind of weird. In the long run, it kind of will work itself out. Yeah, it's just them extending the brand. They probably just see profit in it. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Or the fact that this, the Oculus guy is basically just like, you want to buy it? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. yours. Two, two billion? It's yours. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you accept the $2 billion? Yeah, it's a? Not hard not and, to. and B, I mean, it seemed like they were struggling to find ways to get Oculus Rift out and affordable and da 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 So my point is, is Facebook going to make it more? Is it going to be easier for Facebook to get it out and affordable and get people to buy it? Definitely, because like... Mm-hmm. When when yeah. uh, when companies launch systems, they can sell it at a loss, yeah. knowing that they're going to make the money in the long run. Whereas the guy creating Oculus Rift can make money right away. I was going to be Virtual Boy too. Mm-hmm. So at least this way, uh, they, they've got a bit of stability. Yeah. But uh, and there's no there's no saying that Facebook is going to mess it all up and make it all into Farmville. Well, like VR Farmville. It's it's such a huge debate on the internet because some people are saying that they're going to start licensing out like what they do with the Unreal Engine, where you have to pay monthly to develop on Oculus. Oh yeah, that's probably ten very bucks possible, a month. Yeah. yeah. Or mm-hmm. can you imagine Oculus Rift with ads? Mm-hmm. Like stupid Facebook ads. That, I would oh, be so irritating. I would be that so would be really irritating. I'm not sure they'll do that because. Well, wanna... why would you pay three hundred dollars and have to put up with ads? That's just not fair. No, it isn't, and it's a terrible idea. And hopefully, they realize that. Yeah, I don't think they would actually go the ad route. Hopefully, yeah. Well, but with Facebook, you never know. Well, They'll sneak I've, it in there somehow. From what, from what I've been reading about it, uh, one of the things they're planning they're planning to do with it is use it for other applications. You know, sort of VR, like VR uh, galleries, VR tours, that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean, the Kickstarter backers are really mad about it. Is the yeah, thing they I are. noticed and. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has been this unspoken... I think there's been an unspoken uh, assumption with uh, Kickstarter that the games will stay indie and not yeah, they won't go sell on, out. not be sold to someone. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the ki- on, on one hand, the Kickstarter backers have gotten what they paid for. They got their rewards. Exactly, they and they were the trying forward. to help them make it, and now they've made it, and now they're upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they've made it, and they're, they're, they're going to get everything they got. They were promised through Kickstarter. It's just now another company said, hey, we want to buy this, and mm-hmm. has bought it. 
there's not necessarily any obligation there to the uh, to the fans, and not really any too much of a reason to be angry. Yeah. Well, I had also, as of last week, put all my eggs at the Morpheus basket anyway. So this yeah. is just well, official we, confirmation we have, why I should have done that. Well, yeah. we still have Project Morpheus to get us through this. Exactly. Hopefully. Exactly. And really, I mean. At the end of the day, whatever face, whatever negative aspect Facebook will bring they to it, bring a lot of positive. They will at it. least get it out there. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you never in, know, in a way they that might may make it work. Like they are, look at their company. It started from what a guy in a college mm. room to what they are today. So you never know what they actually might make the Oculus Rift into. Mm. I just picture South Park where Stan gets sucked in the Facebook and he's in Kyle's farm. Yeah, I think they're going to do that for sure. Stop your crops, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to stomp some crops. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Well, but. we'll see if they uh, how they decide to handle it. If they handle it badly, they might be able to pull it back, you know, realize the backlash is a problem and just, you know, hey. hands off. Someone mentioned, I don't remember, someone in this office was saying that Mark Zuckerberg bought purely because he just liked it. And he has that kind of money just be like, I like that. Here's $2 billion. It's entirely possible. But it is also, like, if that catches on, it could be worth... Well, yeah, the thing is he might have just liked it, and then it will catch on, and he might make his money back, and plus then. I just think it's a little early to be angry right now. Because if you're Mm -hmm. Facebook, you can approach people a lot easier than maybe if you were Oculus Rift. Mm -hmm. If you're Mark Zuckerberg and you walk up to a movie company to say, look, we want to start, you know, implementing this... With some sort of weird-ass 3D mm. motion seat thing. Yeah. You never know. Well, and also just a company of that size. You want to sort of expand your options. And virtual reality seems like a good world to get into. Yeah, especially if you're Facebook. Mm, I definitely. guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We're still, I'm still waiting to see whether or not it's going to be a long-term thing. Mm. And, you know, I hope it is. Mm. It'd be kind of cool to have something new, to have something new, but I'm not entirely convinced right now. Mm. You're never convinced. No, I'm skeptical of a lot of things. You are. You're just jaded. Well, it's either that or spend money on everything that I think is cool and be disappointed most of the time and broke. That's uh-huh. true. Mm-hmm. You are better than I, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I spend money on all kinds of weird stuff that doesn't work out. I bought a Furby the other day. You bought a Furby? Because, like, you see them and then you learn that there's an app and you can talk to them and, for, and then it just it sits there. I played with it for maybe 20 minutes, and that was it. Now he just sits there. Just like every child who ever got a Exactly. Yeah. He just hangs out in the corner, and occasionally you kick him, and then he comes to life and scares the shit I out of you. I had that Furby that was briefly available that was done like a Mogwai after the... Uh, See, I had one of those. Wow. That's the thing. It's like the Furby I people. Kinda, I had one of those back in yeah. the day, and then, I don't know, I got... The new ones are a lot different. Yeah. Like, yes, this is new technology. More maybe Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, they're just as dull. So... And you're At also least. not, you know, 10 anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just give it to my niece. Yeah. But Oculus Rift will at least be more interesting than the said Furby. Than a Furby? I think that's safe to say. All right. All right. Phil, I believe you have some yes, movie news. Yes, I do. News. The first one is um, the uh, trailer for the new Ninja Turtles movie came out. Yeah, I just Where saved myself the pain and did not watch it. It's pretty I, short. I've seen a I few still. still. I've seen a few gifs from it. Mm. I and got, I like, just seen, I think, what is it, Leonardo standing up? And it, yeah, yeah. it looks... I'm not... Too fond of it. Pretty well, Phil, exactly what you'd expect. I got a, it's huge. I got stabbed yeah. under the nail the other day, and that was brief, but yeah. that was painful. So the same thing applies to yeah. the Ninja Turtle trailer. Fair enough. Yeah, it looks stupid. It's as simple as <laughs> it that. And also the the character redesign they did is just so pointless. So they it's not redesi- like it, How do you redesign a Ninja Turtle? Well, they just sort of flattened out their faces, made them larger. It's not anything that adds in any but way to the design. It's just an attempt to make it have flat more normal. Faces. Yeah, but, you know, they had the kind of, like, rounded uh, cheeks yeah, underneath. They That's just, gone. They just oh. got straight circular heads, and they're larger to be more badass. I mean, it's so such a short, it's such a, start, a short trailer, it's hard to really tell what the actual movie's going to be like. But at the end of the day, like, if the original Ninja Turtles movie came out now, I'd probably hate it, too. Okay, but... Does, it's too late is, for Ninja Turtles. Well, the thing is, is Ninja Turtles still a cartoon right now? No. No. But why are it, they doing this? I think, I'm pretty sure it's a consistent brand with kids. Really? Yeah, definitely. But there's no they show keep, behind they it. They keep toys and the show. Shows go on and off all the time. It's always made money. And I think it's just, it's like when they made the Transformers movie. It was I a, check. a I brand know. that makes money. It's true, there's keep no it trans- Okay. Yeah. I just I think, think it's gone Transformers on for way too long at this point. I mean. Makes sense. Yeah. It does. I don't know. I think Alex, it was, giving up on the Ninja Turtles? It was inevitable someone was going to make a Ninja Turtle movie. Again. Yeah, well, but I mean they got to reboot everything again and again and again. Yeah, it's a, yeah. just let it die. It's Let's come up with something brand. new. Like have mutant, I don't know, 
What else lives in the sewer? Mutant crocodiles. Armadillos. Crocodiles. Mutant armadillos. Mutant armadillos is not that much that. of a difference. It could be the exact same thing as Ninja Turtles, but at least it's somewhat different that you're not rebooting the same series again and again and again. Yeah, well, yeah. they did it. It's coming. We're just can't we're, avoid it anymore. Isn't this like the fifth time they've rebooted the said series? The, um, let's think. There was the live action show. There was the original cartoon. There was the CG cartoon plus the CG movie. And then I feel like there was something else. There was another there's cartoon. Been, there's been another cartoon in there before. So it's like the fifth incarnation. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Times. It's like James Bond. Just, yeah, but James Bond is different. I know. Ninja it's Turtles been, is not James Bond. I know, but it's has Ninja Turtles ever really been anything particularly interesting it's pretty well just it, like when it was created it was a one note joke that's yeah. true yeah and it was a parody like the, only, of the only reason that we have any sort of attachment to it is because we came up in the generation where we were young enough and stupid enough to think it was good like Power Rangers no but I'm just upset oh, to see yes. them reboot something like I don't even yeah. care if it was something I don't like just yeah. come up with a new idea no I agree but Let's see some new stuff. I agree, but the mutant not. armadillo sounds amazing. Let's go for it. Not gonna happen. We're getting the Ishtar movie. It's gonna be bad. Oh. So anyway, it's something to look forward to. You can see a minute of it happen now, and yeah, thank it looks you. it looks it looks pretty rough. Well, also because they kept claiming it was gonna be the gritty Ninja Turtles, but they're gritty. They're cranking one liners and stuff. You can't make turtles gritty. The whole point of it was just making fun of gritty comics. Unless it's yeah. like R-rated and they go around stabbing people's eyes out and stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't think no. it's gonna. No, it's gonna be dumb. But yeah. you can start to take a look at why and how it'll be done right now. If you want. Yes. Or save yourself but that. But the more exciting uh, revived 80s franchise this week was secretly Don Cascarelli uh, shot a fifth Phantasm movie. There's now a trailer for, and it will slowly and it will be coming out most likely in the fall. I'd imagine they'll do, it'll premiere at Fantasia or TIFF. How is that a thing? How is that a thing? People love Phantasm. That was a, They're it, weird movies. They are, but they are amazing. Have you seen the Phantasm movies, Mel? Actually, I haven't. <gasps> I no no no. That's exciting. I, You're gonna love them. Wait, wait, ha- has Alex seen them? I don't know. No, they're about. You'd know them if you saw them. It's about a child who discovers a uh, the Undertaker in his neighborhood is in fact a demon who has a legion of uh, oh. monster midgets who are created by kidnapping humans, taking them to another dimension, and turning them into said slave midgets. Um, and then the over the course of four movies. The, uh, the the tall man has taken over most of the world. The child is now a grown man. He's grown all the way up. And uh, also it's become increasingly sillier and sillier to the point where... No. It was, it was... The middle two movies were comedies. The first and last one were serious. It's unclear what tone this one's going to be. Also, it's the movie with the uh, metal balls that fly around and oh, yeah, your I've head heard. and suck your brain out. Nice. Wait, wait, yeah. every, the second you said tall man and the metal balls that fly around, I knew what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, I haven't classic. seen it, but I, I've heard about it. They're and fantastic. Isn't there another 80s um, series coming back to life? Gem? Got to be more specific. Wasn't it Gem? Are they making a live-action Gem movie? I don't even know. Gem and the Holograms? Oh, I don't know. Wow, Phil is not familiar with Gem whatsoever. How do I know what that is? Because it was the 80s, and whether you liked it or not, you knew of it. I never saw it. I didn't even like Gem, but I know of it. What was it? What happened in it? I probably know. It's like Josie and the Pussycats, isn't it? I think they're just... Something like that. They're rock bands? Well, yeah, I probably just ignored it entirely. I never saw it, but I know what it is for some reason. I I blame Robot Chicken. That's that's very possible. But but anyway, I could not... You guys may not know what the Phantasm series are, but I can assure you they are amazing. I will look it up when I get it. It sounds like something I'd enjoy. It's surreal, like David Lynchian type stuff, but also very silly. Oh, well, the guy who made it also made Bubba Hotep. Oh, and that's sort of like the most normal movie he's made in the context of his career. The Phantasm movies are much I actually had a lot of troubles watching that movie. Bubba Hotep? Yeah, I don't know why. Why? Just, I don't know. So much fun. It was just too hard. Anyway, yeah, no, this Phantasm thing. That is Gem and the Holograms. Oh, yeah, that does look very good. Yeah, it does. Oh, well, I'm never going to watch that. Yeah. They're making a live action of it. Oh, thank you. Live action movie. So Although it's the basically Josie just Glam Cats Cats movie was actually pretty good. So you should probably watch Gem and the Holograms. I have a feeling it's not going to be satirical like Josie and the Pussycats. Mm. I think it's safe. But look at all the 80s-ness to it. Maybe they'll keep keep the 80s-ness. Aren't you tired of an 80s nostalgia? Aren't we in the 90s nostalgia phase now? No, we're not done with the 80s nostalgia yet. I'm pretty sure we're in 90s Actually, we're starting to move into the early 90s nostalgia, I think, yeah. It's 20 years equals nostalgia. That's Well, the difference is I remember remember stuff from the 80s. I don't remember stuff from the 90s about having lived in the 90s. I'm sure you remember Saved by the Bell and the Ninja Turtles. That was in 90s. That was 90s, Okay, so I do remember. Power Rangers. Yeah, but Power Rangers is still going, so. I know. It's still a 90s brand. I mostly remember Captain Planet and crying. Oh, yeah. when they start remaking Captain Planet, I am leaving the Earth. I'm, I'm, Those Don Cheadle shorts are pretty damn. Those, okay, that is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I'm 
So anyway, you like the Phantasm movies, Brenda? They were awesome. Yeah, they're amazing fantastic. movies. You know Gem and the Holograms? So yeah. There you go. See? Okay, At least well, whatever. Too. Phantasm's better. The, the, <laughs> the moral of the story is, uh, Don Corelli actually managed to make this one in secret. It's been... When did the... I feel like the fourth one came out... Why would you ever like make a movie in secret? 1995, just for fun. Yeah. And but the point uh, of movies were to be seen. Well, I mean, he's not going to show the movie in secret. He just made right. it in secret. Yeah. But then you say, "Hey, I made this movie," and everybody goes, "What?" I'm sure it was surprised. I'm sure it wasn't that attention. secret. It was just that the fan. The fan it just Phil didn't know about it. That's as secret as it gets. Well, it's Phil not. <laughs> it's not just that. It's just that Phantasm Five. Although Phantasm has a loyal fan base, it is a very small fan base. It is, yeah. And you could very easily make a Phantasm movie without anyone noticing. I think okay. it was just as simple as that. I, I think he just wanted to wait until they had a trailer so they could actually show stuff to prove to people it was made because I didn't think it was ever going to happen. He'd been talking about making it for almost 10 years now. But anywho, I recommend checking out the trailer. The whole gang, Reggie, the tall man, they're all back. Metal balls, How, that, sucking that brains. tall man has to be ridiculously old by now. Yeah, that, I think that's probably why they made it. There can't be many more opportunities left to get him no, to star in a Phantasm movie. Does he, do, does he ever done anything else? Um, I mean, like, he does small roles in direct-to-video horror movies okay. like any of those guys do, but no, his, his, he's best known for those Phantasm movies, and to yeah. be fair, he's was made for that role. Yeah, I... I was written specifically that for movie, him. That went to a weird... That movie series went to a weird place. I know, it started I as just a standard horror movie, then it went to, like, dimensional... It was never that standard, but I know what you mean. Yeah. You could at least follow it, yeah. and then it got increasingly surreal. The second and third one are comedies... And then the fourth one went right back to the original. Yeah, it was super weird. weird. Yeah, love it. So anyway, that's cause for massive excitement. Um, if you know or care about Phantasm, um, next bit of news. Um, oh yeah, the uh, the Netflix Daredevil series is going to start shooting in New York this summer. Yeah. Which ex- well, it's exciting. They're shooting it on location in that New is, York. That is actually really cool. That's really the cost cool. Of re- New York shooting is insane, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and then they're clearly going to plug a bunch of money into this, and also um, it's exciting in that. It, they, I mean, he's a New York character. Yeah. So they're they're treating it true to the book. And the more I think about it, the more I like the idea of it because to do Daredevil properly, there's a lot of bits and pieces. Yeah. And that was the problem yeah. with the first movie was they had uh, Bullseye, Kingpin, yeah. and Elektra, who are all the primary yeah. characters you all want there, but they didn't have enough time to develop any of them. My, my, so my over a series, I feel like we could do it. And also with it being on Netflix, there's no rating board. They could get yeah. violent. People could actually get stabbed and but killed, here's, here's like happened thing. in Daredevil. Is it going to be like the Dust Till Dawn series on Netflix, where it's just one a week? Is that Netflix? Yeah. yeah I saw yeah. that pop-up. I didn't realize it was Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix show. Or is it going to be like the House of Cards model, where it's just dumped? All at once? I don't know yet. I feel like they'd probably do once a week just because that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, Wasn't most of theirs For a comic thing, it's very Other, other than um, Dust Till Dawn, I think it's all been Is yeah, it all dumped. been dumped? It's all been a dump so far. I think Dust Till Dawn, they're sort of testing that model to see how it goes. It's really they, annoying. Yeah. I find it dumb. Why? That's how TV show, how every TV show in the I world know. goes, except for I know, Netflix but shows. when I want to go on Netflix, I just, want to, I just want to be able to watch it all. I can understand. And I've gotten spoiled. Yeah, yeah. But I, can see, but, but I can see why I they're doing like it. I feel like with Marvel, they won't, just yeah. because there's so many. Because it's one of four series yeah. commenting in a final series. Now, maybe each, maybe like Daredevil will be dumped yeah. in one chunk, and the other ones yeah. will be dumped in one chunk. I don't know. It's hard to say. But here's the but thing. But anyway, I'm I, so goddamn excited. I, I, do th- I do see why Netflix might do it, because... Yeah. Like House of Cards, you subscribe for like that fifteen day trial, mm-hmm. watch it all, and then cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a show that's on for ten uh, weeks, right, you can't right, 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 you can't right, do right, that. Right. That does make more sense. Yeah. I could see them wanting to do that for business purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well we'll see what happens there. Anywho, I yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait till they start announcing casting. That's when things mm. are really gonna come together. Because I believe in Drew Goddard, I think he's a good choice because he's got some edge and some sass and some humor. And those are all elements one needs to make a proper daredevil film. So we'll see how that goes. But shooting in New York, that's great. So that's great. from Marvel that's to great. DC, that's did you great. you saw the stills released for the Jim Gordon show? I did. DC? Yeah, it looks. Yeah. But that's what I always knew it was going to yeah. be. It looks like it's going to be a teen drama. Well, exactly. That's what they've. That's what they're doing. They're making. I didn't small realize it Batman. was going to be a teen drama. Well, I thought maybe when he was like, it's going to be a little gritty. When it was based on just him, I thought, yeah, it was yeah, going to be like Jim Gordon has to be old. I thought it was going to be a, a Gotham Central yeah. type project, but as. Time went on. They've turned it into the Batman Smallville. Yeah, I didn't realize there would be like teenage Catwoman mix. and stuff in it. Yeah. It's just like, well, it's oh like that tween Catwoman more. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really bad, cool. actually. Yeah. And that Jim Gordon really looks dumb. young, too. Yeah, he does. But at the same time, like, the when Bruce Wayne is a petulant, irritated kid, yeah. depressed and training to become Batman, is the one area we've never seen. Yeah. So if they have talented people involved, there could be something compelling to be done there. It's Fox. I don't find see, it pretty I don't well see impossible to believe that that's going to happen. Like, I, know, uh, I know, I know, I know. The problem I have with that is just that 
it's just that whenever he was doing all that training stuff, he was nowhere near anybody else. Yeah. So how are they going to... Oh, we don't know when he was a teenager. Like, Jim Gordon's going to come to the door. What are you doing, little Bruce? Oh, nothing. Just beating this guy up for no reason. Well, that's never really been covered. We don't know what happened to Bruce Wayne when he was a kid. We know when he was in his 20s, he toured the world, trained. But he could have been in in Gotham. Or he could have just been... I think he was, because doesn't he credit Gordon with helping get through things in a couple cannons? Yeah, definitely. sure. So it's difficult to say, but... But yeah, then wouldn't Gordon be... Older if Bruce was that young. Well, uh, so yeah, Bruce, Jim time, Gordon's supposed to be like twenty years older than Batman. Yeah, yeah, so at the time that this series is taking place, Bruce is like a baby. Yeah, because that guy Wait, playing Gordon looks like twenty-one. Maybe. Yeah, but it's but uh, yeah, I I it's love Batman annoying. so much. I want to think it'll be good, but it not again. It's going to be it garbage. Be. So anyway, I don't I don't have any hope. You no, know, it, DC's it, really dropping the ball. It just sounds like they're trying to have young well, think, every Batman villain. I don't think DC's doesn't seem this. It's Fox's. I, I think it's Fox's right. baby. They're, they're, but their properties are just doing awful. Things. I know, yeah. but it's because they. It's awful, be, awful. It's because they like they have a DC like uh, Jeff John just yeah. theoretically in charge of all the outside of comic book properties, but because it's owned by Tom Warner, they have no control. Yeah, it's, it's not like Marvel yeah, where it's their own independent en- entity that are self-producing all this stuff. Yeah. So if someone's willing to fork over the money, they can do whatever they want with the characters, and that is. Well, I mean, Time Warner owns. Yes. DC. Yeah, outright. Yeah. So they can do whatever they want. Anything. But so Disney owns Marvel, too. Yeah, but they've still... Disney's at least been smart in allowing them to operate as an independent yeah, entity. Okay. Now, if they start losing money, then we'll see what happens. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point there will be the Avengers versus Star Wars or something okay. like that. It's only a matter of time. Or I was thinking... Why don't they do a Muppet Star Wars? How great would that be? I would watch that. Right? Didn't they do yes. something like that in the original Muppet Show? No. Yeah, they well, did. Yeah, they kind of. Space. Pages, but they could actually do a full yeah. remake of the original Star yeah. Wars starring the Muppets. Well, There's Pages, nothing stopping no, them. No. They could totally do that. I, I would watch that. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, if Family Guy can do it, Muppets can do right? it. Right? It would be or amusing. Can, after, the Muppet, be better. after the Muppets kind of failed the boxes, I don't think we're going to see anything Muppet for do it. Nah, I think they're going to try and keep that brand going as long as they want. In fact, I think they'll probably try to do gimmicky stuff like Muppets okay. Star Wars. But we'll see what happens. Anywho. I mean, they have done some really awful Muppet movies in the past. Also, can't, it how couldn't be worse than Muppets ex- in Space. How expensive exactly. is yeah. Muppets to produce? Like, how expensive was the movie? Um, I think they spent like $40 million, $50 million. So they fair, did get stars in it this yeah. time. To be fair, that isn't that much. No, in terms get, of t- movies, like, Disney they'll get their drops money, that. They'll get their money back. And the yeah. first movie, a Muppet movie, only made $100 million in, and didn't even make $100 million in, Ameri- in North America. Okay, that's not bad. They're, it unfortunately is a very niche thing right yeah. now. But, uh, and, oh, but yeah. Turtles remake is going to make tons of money. I think guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it actually might. Guaranteed it will. It's Michael Bay. There's going to be yeah. explosions. There's going to be boobs. Everyone yeah. love it. They're going to be, it's going to be Turtle everything. No, I'm, I'm guessing April's going to be in like a skimpy. Yeah, it's Megan Fox. Yeah. Is it Megan Fox as April? Yeah. Oh, that's she's... Is it actually? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah. I'm rolling away from the table right now. <laughs> so she's yeah. going to be in, like, booty shorts for some reason. Guaranteed. And some, like, top that's yeah. ridiculously too small. Yeah, you guys definitely didn't see the she's trailer gonna, if you didn't know this was part of it. And oh. she's going to be working over the turtle mobile at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And possibly classic rocks playing as wind's blowing in her hair. I she didn't Pretty want to be guaranteed. seen as a sex object anymore. I don't think she cares anymore. Yeah, and then she, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then she stopped making money. It's giant money. She has no problem, yeah. Anyway. As soon as she's in, like, the yeah. dictator as joking that she's basically a prostitute, I think she's got yeah. hit rock bottom. Yeah, and she played a prostitute in uh, This Is 40 as well. Yeah. So that's two prostitute yeah. roles in a row. Yeah. And so. a stripper. She played an angel stripper as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I, she, yeah, so she gave them that pretty freaking quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, who's going to hire Megan Fox that's for her talent? Me. Yeah. No one. Give me a break. Her talents, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's news. Should Thank I talk about Phil. movies? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. All right. So this week... Um, Darren Aronofsky's Noah came out. Giant yep. whale. Yeah, giant whale. That's Jonah. That's oh, Jonah. Jonah. Yeah. I mean, I want to see the Aronofsky Noah version of Jonah now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking that would be way more interesting than Noah. No, yeah. well, I mean, that's what I thought, but Noah was actually much better than I anticipated. You actually thought Jonah would be better. Whales in Noah, though. No, no, because no, that was... He doesn't have to save the, the whales because no. there's water. No, no, I didn't well, yeah. say they were on the ark. Yeah. They could be in the water Oh, no, that's the, the that's the great loophole in the Noah story is that all the water and floating animals got away with it. <laughs> yeah. But, anywho, so all the dogs we, just yeah. survived. So, well, if, every other, if every other animal on Earth only had two of them, mm-hmm. and every water animal basically could just breed it. Like, mm. No, because wouldn't salt water and normal water be mixing, and then that would... Guys, this like? didn't really happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a fairy tale. 
So you don't overthink yeah, it. Yeah, there's, there's no there's no physical way yeah. every it, animal on Earth could fit in it, a boat. Yeah. Ever. If people debate the uh, debate the uh, logic of Star Wars, we can debate the logic of Noah's Ark. Yeah. Yes. You know, if we start debating the logic of the Bible, we're going to be in, in some serious trouble. Please tell me the animals just like went nuts. Well, anyway, let's get into a horror movie. Well, let's get or... into this. Um, <laughs> so it, the basic, basic, basic premise of Noah's Ark is there. It's still a guy named Noah. Builds an ark, every two animals, does he take et cetera. Acid? I want to know what it takes. A little acid. bit. Okay. Beyond that, everything's dramatically different. Is uh, Morgan Freeman God? No. Aww. You never actually see God. They never use the word God, only the creator. Um, even better. That's yeah. even more cultish. So um, it's a weird movie. So based, so Russell Crowe plays Noah. Oh, um, no, he's wow. actually, no, he's great in it. He's actually. bold. So is he, he's is doing, he he's actually around trying. the world then? A little bit. Um, so <laughs> Russell Crowe, yeah. So we get a little sort of setup for who Noah is, Cain and Abel, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, instead of being spoken to directly from God, uh, Noah has a, a nightmare of intention visions of What's going to happen? And then goes to see his father, played by Anthony Hopkins, who lives in the mountains. And his father gives him hallucinogenic tea, and he experiences a hallucination, telling him that he needs to build the ark. So he goes, builds it. The animals come, but unfortunately, so do the humans, who notice two of every animal walking past <laughs> their evil, rapey tribe. And led evil by rapey yeah, tribe. led by Ray Winstone, they show up and demand to be allowed on the ark. Russell Crowe refuses, obviously. And, fight them? and there's a gigantic battle, yeah. Um, between also, between, a tribe and Russell Crowe? No, no, between the army, Russell Crowe, and the fallen angels who have now turned into rock monsters that support building the Ark and also beating the shit out of the humans that try to get on the Ark. What? Yeah, so wow. it's, yeah, it's a big, crazy action movie thing. And well, then what? when no, they so get... I'm going to stop you. So yeah. the fallen angels are on Noah's side. The yes. fallen, oh, yeah. fallen yes. angels, wouldn't they be against God because they're fallen? Yeah, well, no, they they are against God, but they they were fallen also angels. Cleansing the Earth? But they also, for the purposes of this, helped develop the human societies, which turned into out to be corrupt, who then cast okay. away the fallen angels. So the fallen angels are actually furious with humanity. So they would Russell Crowe Russell Crow is the only one who's not basically going around fighting and raping with his family. Yeah. And so they agree to help him and this noble quest in an attempt to get back into heaven. So and they're rock monsters. And they're rock monsters. <laughs> and they're rock monsters. <laughs> the most important part. So anyway, they finally. But then when they get on the ark, is actually when the film, when the movie departs most radically, which is that um, when Russell when Russell Crowe as Noah is on the ark, he becomes he starts going insane as you would under these sorts of situations, and he becomes convinced that part of his goal is not just to save two of every creature, but also to supervise the absolute extinction of all humanity. Um, the, one wow. of his, he has three sons, one adopted daughter who is barren, played by Emma Watson. So he feels that it's a bloodline that will eventually die, and he's content with that. However, <laughs> one of his one of his sons tries to bring a wife on the board. Russell Crowe um, allows her basically to be trampled to death to prevent that from happening. Then Emma Watson, who's supposed to be barren, ends up getting pregnant, and Russell Crowe announces that if a baby is born that is a girl that would allow for further procreation, he will slaughter the so, infinite birth. So who's f- the father of... The is it a brother? She's with no. She's adopted. But is it an adopted brother that's yes. the father? Yes. That's still well, they're Christians. Gross. Yeah. But um. So anyway, it's a very, very twisted and uh, um. Like a dark fast. Yeah, rethought yeah. version of Noah in a very interesting way. I mean, there's some origin to it in the original Noah story, um, in the Bible. Um, at the very end, there's sort of discussion about after. Uh, the yeah. uh, afterwards, uh, Noah gets drunk and his family becomes ashamed of him. Yeah. So it's basically sort of playing off that and presenting him as this wounded human yeah. being all the way through. That's very interesting. Also, with it being by Darren Aronofsky, it's incredible visually. The action scenes are spectacular. There's one sequence in the middle where they do where he does um, sort of the from the Big Bang until uh, Ape Evolution, sort of the intelligent design yeah. theory of creation, all done in sort of stop frame, is one of the most astounding things I've ever seen in a big screen. It's so amazing. amazing. So is it pro-God, anti-God? It's spiritual. It's very Old Testament in okay. that it's spiritual without getting into two specifics, so and it's a vengeful, a angry God and a, and a brutal, nasty world, which is very true to the Old Testament, but is very much a, uh, very a much thought a experiment yeah. and a big diversion from the original text. People are already pissed off about it. Of course. I'd yeah. imagine more people will be. However, I do. It is an ultimately very positive spiritual movie that suggests there is a god and a, a vengeful dick, though he may be, he does care about all of us. So um, I think it's a really, really um, interesting piece of work. It is not far from perfect. Um, I don't think Aronofsky's made a perfect movie, and it has his, he has like the subtlety of you know a, a slap to the face, yeah. and that is a problem here. Likewise, he's not great with dialogue. A lot of that's stilted. However, these things sort of are less of a problem in a biblical story because you're normally dealing with kind of unnatural dialogue yeah, yeah. and strong black and white morality oh, yeah. anyway. So it kind of suits it. 
it's also a little bit too long. But other than that, um, yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah, no um, it's it is a very interesting piece of work, and uh, for a studio to have gotten behind it like this, even though it's a biblical epic, to take the amount of risks they did, it's kind of mind boggling. And um, yeah, I think it's if you love love it or hate it, it's sort of something that you really should see. Just yeah. Because it was such a weird, unique, ballsy experiment, mm. and uh, do you think it'll make money? Impressed he did it. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, think so. I think. Well, it's difficult to say because it really depends on how the controversy, whether the controversy plays yeah. in its favor or against it. Because if people want to go, because basically they've made this movie to try and appeal to the passion of the Christ, yeah. billion dollar Christian audience. I don't know, it sounds a little. If well, churches, if churches are are uh, boycotting it, yeah. then that could kill it. Oh yeah. But if the controversy makes people want to see it just to discuss yeah. it, then it could do okay. I think it deserves to do well. Whether or not will that will wait and see. But I would encourage people to go see it simply because it's, it's the type of film that should be encouraged to be made. This is the type of blockbuster that it is. A, it would be great if these could be. If, if, they, if it's a it would, it's a bummer they're all Ninja Turtles. There should be a couple of these yeah. slipped in. And you have a sound uh, off going about that. Next I do. Week. Yeah. I do indeed have a stand uh, stand off coming about that. So look forward to that. But anyway, yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised. It's. It's, it's fascinating. It sounds like it takes the, some of the more interesting elements of the Old Testament. Like we, like uh, I, I brought this. I brought this up when they had the whole uh, Rise of Abraham MMO that failed. Yeah, yeah. Is like there's a lot. There's a gold mine of cool stuff from like the Gen from the Genesis yeah. uh, writing and like totally. stuff like that. Yeah. And it seems like they've they've taken a good uh, they've seen good, taken a good tack with that, playing up the creepy aspects of it. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the. Morally questionable, and yeah, yeah it, no, it's a very, it's a very interesting take. It, I, I mean, when I heard it was a dream project Aaron Aronofsky had for a while, I found it hard to believe. But then once I saw it, mm-hmm. made perfect sense. It yeah, does it, fit it, into. It did his, sound like it was just like another Passion of the Christ with a pious Noah doing. Yeah, just seemed weird. Yeah, just seemed weird, but it makes sense. And also, I think Aronofsky's number one strength is just creating really, really provocative, provocative images that are both, like, stunning to look in and also profoundly moving. Also and disturbing this fit in, in some perfect, ways. And disturbing, yes, yeah. definitely. And this fit in with that perfectly. And I would honestly say it's worth seeing just for that montage of he the creation some, of the universe. He's never, that is unfucking believable He's never really had a big budget before. Yeah, the fountain was close. The fountain I was, really liked yeah. the fountain, fountain was, actually. But it was, like, a mess. Yeah, it was. Well, it's because he bud, the budget got slashed a bunch. He didn't get to do entirely what he wanted to oh, do. So it's just like the st- and was it Rachel Weiss in that? Yeah, Rachel Weiss. Yeah. She's just not great. I like her. I yeah. like her, too. Yeah, I, I quite like the fountain. I don't think... I think that's the problem I with really like the any fountain. of those movies where you try to make the great movie about yeah. the meaning of life. You're not going to solve it in no. a movie. It's just not going to happen. No. So they're all inherently yeah. flawed in their own <laughs> way. Um, but no, I think that was interesting. And this one is on an even grander scale than that. And also, stars not, stars an Australian for an angry <laughs> yeah, fighting Australian. An, an angry fighting Australian. He, that's what he is does. Is he the one that no? It's Mel Gibson, the one that's the son of a preacher. Yes, that's correct. Russell Crowe's not a son of a preacher. Not that I know. Of. Okay. Not that I have. No, I think the only reason he got this off the ground is because Black Swan made three hundred million dollars. So I don't think anyone expected it. Ah, uh, that was a good movie, though. It was quite yeah. good. So uh, yeah, no, I really, I yeah, I strongly recommend. It. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think it's definitely something worth seeing. Just okay. sounds like worth it. it. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's me. All right. So mm-hmm. games, games. Well, Who Alex, <laughs> Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Finally, you have a lot to talk about. I like have been. Playing this game even long after I finished my review. All right, tell us about it. Oh man! From the beginning. Well, you wake up in a dark place. You you find your way out, and they tell you, "Hey, you're gonna go nuts." So now you have to eat the biggest souls out there to survive. So the the, the plot of the game is very straight. Is pretty much just straightforward. Go out there and eat and eat things souls to survive. Okay. And. In execution, it's uh, pretty. It's pretty much what you'd expect from a Dark Souls game, but I find that I find that it's more difficult, but in a more fun way than the previous one. Like in the original Dark Souls, you can like uh, not including Demon Souls, but in the original Dark Souls, you can just cheese every boss. You can just put, pump yourself full of sorcery, walk into a room, fire a bunch of energy bolts at people, and then. They're, then they'll explode and it'll be done. Yeah, but this and, isn't like that? No. In this one, I pl- went through as a sorcerer because I love playing mages. Mm-hmm. And I spent most of my time uh, with a very small margin of error for getting myself slashed open. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't. Re- so you're not really brokenly overpowered. I'm, interestingly enough, I played it through again as a tank later and I'm actually having an easier time. Mm-hmm. 
but it's uh, I find it interesting how each of the bosses remains a challenge regardless of uh, a build it seems like was the, a, the exception of a few bosses I found the boss fights were just really fun overall really challenging uh, they really incentivize you summoning other people to help which can make them easy but I find is just as fun mm-hmm. boss designs are uh, boss designs are very well done it's kind of in, it's it's kind of got a very different emo, like emotional and thematic tack uh, from the previous one when this one's very much about like the crump, how people eventually will just waste away and no matter how it, what great things you do you're eventually just going to get old and die and beca- in this case become a walking corpse wandering around uh, mm-hmm. bumping into things but uh, but uh, I actually was trying uh, because I because I was playing it recently I was actually trying uh, PvP Okay. For the first time, because you know that was something I was always really concerned about in the Dark Souls games, because it's kind of like you can't really decide who you group with. People can invade you at any time. You can have happy, fluffy bunny time anytime. Yep, you can have happy. You, some guy can show up and write. You can find a note written on the ground say, "But beware of happy, fluffy time." Yep. And then a guy comes behind you and stabs you like five times. And I actually decided to try some PvP. I joined the Dragon Covenant because you can turn into a cool dragon. Sounds like it's worth it. And uh, I actually found the PvP pretty fun. Uh, it's somewhat, like, every, every once in a while you get this huge guy covered in armor, and then I'll just blow him up with a bunch of spells. Or I'll get some guy wearing some dumb some dumb hat and pretty much nothing else who just rolls around me constantly, dodging everything and then stabbing me in the back or just hitting me on the head with a stick or something. Yelling happy fluffy bunny time? Happy fluffy bunny time. Cool. Uh, Pretty much, uh, but uh, luckily there is no vo- there's no voice chat unless you have a certain ring, which is good. So I don't have to deal with uh, everybody just screaming random obscenities at me. Okay, I'd- so you don't have to actually hit the other person. What? So you don't? You were just saying that there's no you don't have to turn on the voice options. Um, I I'm not even sure if uh, you can do it without a certain item in the game. Okay. Because uh, Dark Souls kind of has a very controlling controlling mentality when it comes to PvP. Like it's very. Mm-hmm big on how to control how you engage with pvp like you communicate only in gestures you can uh, only summon people uh just randomly to help you out mm-hmm. uh, there's a few little means of controlling that and i've i'm overall i found uh, grouping up with other people made a lot of parts fun it made parts easier but it's also kind of fun to just sort of go around as a group and fight a bunch of big guys and deal with a bunch of ambushes uh watch as guys fall off of things mm-hmm. Check the bloodstains to see the see this guy, see the ghost of the last few minutes of a guy just mm-hmm. running around in a circle and falling. It's in the always lava. sometimes creepy to see, to see this like weird little shadow of a guy, and then just seeing something kill it. You're like, what? What killed it? Where? Where is this thing? Death moment. I had yeah. one moment with that where a guy was opening a chest. Yeah. And in the go- his ghost was opening a chest, and I was thinking, oh, is this thing a mimic? Because he dies like the second after. Yeah. So I smash it. But the chest breaks. Yeah. And that means you don't get the item inside. You just get rubbish. Yeah. yeah. And I was, and it's just one of those things where you kind of have to rely on people's notes and the ghosts to figure out what it's doing. And it kind of creates a interesting communal element. The, uh, from what I heard of the first game's uh, multiplayer, it's it had a lot of problems. There was a lot of trouble connecting with people. There was a lot of lag. And I didn't notice a lot of problems with that. I had a few people who were really laggy who would just teleport behind me and stab me a few times. Yeah. But uh, overall, I actually had some pretty good experiences. Generally, whenever I died in multiplayer, I felt like I deserved it. Mm. And I felt like whenever I killed somebody in multiplayer, I uh, they deserved it. And I was always trying to be pretty honorable, you know. I found you can't really... Like, you can ambush people as they're being summoned, but it's actually hard to do because of the invincibility. Okay. So I never had a lot of people uh, just cheaping me out. I accidentally did it a few times myself where a guy, where a guy uh, ran directly towards me and I just hit him in the face with my strongest spell. Mm. And uh, Down he goes. Just instantly down. And I had a guy message me on PSN almost right after saying, wow, that spell is really powerful. And uh, it was pretty good. No, it was pretty good. I actually, like I said, I'm still playing it, which is the thing. So how many hours have you put in into Sora? Well, I, it was 67 when I finished it. It's mm. about 85 now plus about 15 for my other playthrough. So it's got to be about over 100 now. And, you know, I'm still interested. Like, I'm still... You're still playing. I'm still going Next around. Next week you'll still be playing, right? There's still stuff I haven't found. I haven't even It'll done New Game while. Plus yet. It'll take you a while. Like, there's all this stuff you can find, just all these little things. And 
things that, that hint at thing, hint at uh, elements of the backstory that are yeah. It's different. a weird story. It's a really weird story. I mean, it's very straightforward. Like I said, it's pretty much just eat the biggest souls you can to survive. Yeah. But it gives you all these hints through the items and whatnot of this crumbling kingdom that's just that was they did great things and eventually just sort of decayed into a bunch of undead crazy people. It's really weird. I really like it. Yeah, I do too. But it's it's good to be weird in this case. It's good to be minimalist. It's yeah, I, I would agree with that one hundred percent. There's a difference between like having a very a plot that's just very small elements that are t- told through suggestion and whatnot, and then having a plot that is full of holes. Yeah, this one just it, it's not full of holes. It's just full of this really dark, yeah, foreboding world that you just don't really know what to take of it. Yeah, and it's it's all just told through the people you talk to, the items you find that tell like the story of every boss and. It's kind of interesting uh, to to know that every boss kind of has a story and a theme behind it, mm. um, and every and it's every boss has that. Like you, you get their souls after you beat them, and it tells a little bit about them, and you can make items out of it, and it tells even more about them. So, and uh, I actually found myself feeling really bad a few times. There's uh, one character, an NPC called Lucetiel of Mira. Okay, and I think she has one of the best stories in the game because you meet her a few times she's just standing around and she's going on an adventure she's yeah. very standoffish and over time you realize that she's slowly going hollow like everyone else and, and losing her memories oh and you really start to get and I really started to get kind of misty eyed about it because it's like this is woman who's talking about her long lost brother that mm-hmm. she's never that who disappeared one day and how she thinks he's become undead as well and how mm. she's just in her like she realizes she's eventually going to lose her memories of her brother. That's weird. And it's I thought it was really well done. That's really sad. It is, That's and sad. it uh, there's a little bit of a interesting uh, element to that you see later, which I won't spoil. But it's just the cl- the conclusion to that I thought was actually very well done. And no, it's uh, I actually really I actually liked it a lot more than uh, the first ga- than the first game. It's not as interconnected. Mm-hmm. Like in the first game, you, you'd see a castle and you're like, oh, I'm eventually going to get there and you eventually find your way there. You don't see as much of that because they're all kind of branches going off, but the areas are much larger, much better designed. Uh, the game wasn't as rushed as the first game. No, it, it doesn't feel it at all. No, I mean, the first game, uh, Anne Orlando actually feels really rushed in the first one. The whole city of the gods yeah. feels like they just made a very small part of what they should have. Uh, there's a few other areas that are like that, but this game doesn't feel rushed at all. It's huge. It's much longer than I expected. There was at least two points where I'm like, where I think I was talking to Brendan saying, I'm almost done, I'm almost done. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. not even close. Nope. Not even close. Nope, I uh, still got an entirely different area to do, and then it's like, I'm almost at the end. Nope, still more. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, but I never got bored, which is good. Uh, well, that's the marks of a good game. Yeah, and uh, I'm actually rather enjoying going around uh, launching fire and dark magic from uh, my hands and mm. just wrecking everything. Sounds like fun, actually. It, it's a lot of fun. I've never played the Dark Soul or Demon Soul games, but I kind of want to, but I think I get really irritated. It's quickly. It can do that. I, there was at least one op- boss, one of the optional bosses, that had me screaming at the screen. Uh, it was a pretty fun optional boss, uh, all things considered, but that was I was actually getting really mad. <laughs> I could see that. And, uh, th- I mean, that's normal for Dark Souls. The whole thing with it is, uh, if you make mistakes, if you get too, if you get too uh, confident or whatnot, yeah. you die. I was watching my roommate play, and he just gets so mad. It's hilarious yeah. to me, because I'm not the one getting mad, but... He'll no, play but, for about twenty minutes, get so upset, and then just be like, "I'm done," and walk away. Well, yeah. the, the thing is, you gotta—you just gotta learn from your your experiences. It's not the kind of game where you're just gonna breeze through it like a lot of, like even a lot of uh, harder games. You're just gonna get through it once, and it's just yeah. that. In this case, it's the case that you just gotta look at it. There's multiple solutions to everything. There are actually multiple mm-hmm. solutions to everything, and there are often a lot of uh, bosses where there are solutions in the level if you just explore around. Oh, really? Like, um. There's this one boss where later in it the room is full of poison, and you can't actually fight. You can't actually, you know, fight her. Mm-hmm. And there is actually a solution to draining the poison out of the room that I found out uh, pretty much just by notes written on the ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was actually a really interesting touch. Is that you can? Is that the bosses' fights can actually be made easier by stuff you do through the level? It incentivizes you to go through everything. Right. And overall, I was very impressed with the game. I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I'm still having fun with it. 
And, I mean, that's not all I've been playing, but, you know, that's been most of what I've been playing. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, that's and, really cool. And, uh, you know, I still wish that you'd be able to write uh, – to control more about what you can write on your message on the ground because you've only got a few phrases you can do. And I want to be able to write happy, fluffy time on the ground. Ah, uh, you, could, you could work for that. Yeah, maybe I should call from software and see if they'll do it. You're like, we just want to put in happy, fluffy time. Yeah, we just want – I just want to be able to say beware of happy, fluffy time. And then just, you know, get Wayne in the plate and just write it all over the ground. <laughs> Wayne would... I'd love to see his reaction to that. Yeah. He would be caught so off guard. Yeah, he'd probably find out it was me and probably hit, and probably hit me. Yeah, he'd come in, just like smack you, then get sit down. You're just... Yeah. yeah, I'm just lying on the floor, like unconscious, and he just starts talking, doing a sound off, kicking me in the head just every once in a while. And... Uh, that would... Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like... Uh, that sounds like we'd get quite a few views. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Alex, for sharing Dark Souls with us. All right, me. and uh, I'm, now there's a few other things, but I can, I'm can i probably going to say them for next week because we want other people yeah. to be able yeah, to talk okay. about stuff. So go ahead. Phil, have you been playing anything this week? I have indeed. I've been playing Infamous Second Son. Oh, mm-hmm. you're going to be nice. a long one, aren't you? Mm-hmm. What? You're going to be a long one. Not really. Topic. I'll keep it brief. Because I, I actually <laughs> haven't, because uh, I wasn't playing it for review. I'm it's true, so you haven't crushed it. No, no, I'm playing it. it very slowly, so I, I don't even know if I'm halfway through it yet. But um, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's, it is visually astounding um, just to wander around the city. They've done a really good job of updating the powers, so you feel like you can actually fly around rather than just hover blindly that. between buildings. Um, the, some of the, the facial animations on the characters are some of the most amazing I've ever seen. Um, on a technical level, it's mind-blowing. Um, in terms of playthrough, um, it's perfectly fun. I was just sort of disappointed in that it it didn't. It just feels like an infamous game. It doesn't really feel mm. like anything dramatically different. Not really. No. Um, it's the same sort of fight system. Even the camera system's a little bit awkward with that. Um, and it is the same. Basically, you know. Obviously, there are bosses and challenges and so forth where things change. But it, it is mostly like, okay, here's what the cops are like. Um, can you fight five of them? Awesome. Can you fight ten? Great. Can you fight fifteen? <laughs> And, you know, that can get a little tiresome, but mm. at the same time, um, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far, and uh, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it, it's essentially a launch title, so yeah. it, they, the, the first year of games or so on a system, you're basically just seeing what the toolbox is, and then later on we get to see people actually use Wii those sports. tools to make something interesting. Exacto mundo. <laughs> so based on that... Yeah, it's um, it's been a ton of fun, but honestly, of the PS4 games I've played so far, um, I probably no, I probably enjoyed um, the Tomb Raider Ultimate Edition. Really, more mainly just because I didn't play Tomb Raider the first oh, time, fair enough. and um, so that's more uh, just a, a better game. I feel on purely storytelling and. Mm-hmm playthrough and also uh it looks astounding like, as good as as good as uh infamous looks the tomb raider i felt looked just as good mm-hmm. um the world's not as large obviously it's not an open world but um yeah so uh i've been playing this too and been having a good time and i'm ready for this whole next generation thing how, how far are you into infamous, infamous? Yeah. um i don't know um, a couple hours, probably. Or? No, I probably I've probably put in four or five. Okay, so you're yeah. So I got a got chunk a foot of it in, in there. Good. Yeah. yeah, and I feel because they have this sort of good bad system, I I feel like it's probably only going to be about twelve. Mm-hmm. But then you can obviously go back, double back, and do the evil version with the different powers, mm-hmm. um, which I will. So um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I've been I've been enjoying it, but it's not like. The oh my god! I can't believe this really exists. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. I have a question. Typed up a bit to be. Yep. I have a question about it. Is it an actual like? Does it take place after the second game? Um, they're very loosely related. There's no real direct reference other than it's the same world with the conduits. Yeah. Um, beyond okay. that, it's different. I actually quite like the world though. Yeah. It's sort of like um, it, it's basically like uh, conduit uh, Nazism, where there's a. Uh, a totalitarian police force that's like uh, kept them all under lock and key and you're okay. basically if you're a conduit you're running in fear mm-hmm. um, although weirdly it appears as though the woman in charge of said uh, conduit Nazis is a conduit herself so I'm a little bit curious to see how that um, plays itself out but uh, anyway yeah no, um, well, ton of fun and the reason I'm, sort of, yep. the reason I was asking is because my understanding of the, the, the ending to the second game is that it doesn't really doesn't really leave it that open for there to be other conduits. Yeah, um, they don't really get into details okay. with it. To be honest with you, the Infamous series I find amusing. It's never been one that I've been uh, blown away by the okay. storytelling or character dynamics. So it. it's it's it is a comic book in the most like um, 
undermined sense of a comic book. Mm-hmm. Like, just silly action superpower okay. stuff. Which, for a video game, fucking great. If it works, yeah, cool. I got no yeah. problem with that. But it's yeah. not, yeah, it's not a particularly deeper moving story. Okay, I just okay. wanted yeah. to see how that was addressed. Thanks. Um, yeah, I don't even, yeah, to be honest with you, like, I, it's been a while since I played the, <laughs> the infamous games, so, um, uh, there might be some sort of small connective tissue that would be astounding if you had just, like, finished Infamous 2. Um, but there was nothing that really jumped out at me. It feels very much like its own sort of thing. Okay. Yep. Cool. Very nice, Phil. Oh, Thank shucks. You. Thank you. I look forward to actually playing Infamous. Maybe at some fun. point if I ever get a PS4. It's right yep. over there. I don't want to sit here and play in the office. Well, I'm supposed to be working when I'm in the office, Phil. Not playing games. Well, it would count as uh, podcast research. Yeah. Podcast research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually play, other than playing my usual back to Resident Evil and Twisted Metal type things, right. uh, my roommate and I tried Surgeon Simulator. Oh, guys, oh yeah. Yeah. That thing. Oh, my God. Gross. It's amazingly difficult. Yeah. Is this on the Wii U? It's a Steam one. A it's, Steam it's, one, okay. You're like, yeah, the one hand. Yeah, yeah. And you perform surgery with, you know, a hammer. And yeah, yeah, Some yeah. drills and stuff. And you have to mm-hmm. cut people open. So we did the whole uh, let's play together kind of thing. So I controlled the grabby, and he just controlled the hand where it went. Right. It's incredibly difficult. Weird. No, that sounds like it'd be even worse. Like, you just... That sounds like the recipe for hating each other. No, it's great because, yeah, you, you start yelling at each other. But when you get really, you know, when you have a good role going, you're all bonded and stuff. You're like, yes, we're doing this. We're saving this guy's life. And then one of you messes up and he starts dying. And, and then you hit him in the head with a hammer and just yeah, skull fire everywhere. Blood. You accidentally drop a scalpel into his, you know, his open cavity. And Ugh. and then you try to reach in. Well, you can't get it because the hand doesn't go down that far. So you're like, oh, it's it's in there now. <laughs> we'll just put the heart on top of it. It's fine. It's fine, right? Uh, yeah, just, just don't have him go through any metal detectors for a while yeah well what I don't understand don't. is when you're, you're replacing a heart that you know I understand that things have to be moved out of the way to replace that heart but why am I ripping out his ribs one at a time yeah. and breaking them and then ripping out lungs and breaking yeah. them that's and not actually how surgery works and breaking and like throwing it to the ground and then be like okay now we put in your new heart yeah you'll be fine right yeah, that, that they'll grow sense, back yeah. Yeah, they'll and I don't back, understand right? why you do uh, surgery in the back of an ambulance either but you know yeah, yeah same thing and the, the ambulance doors apparently don't lock. They just fly open every now and again. Okay. So you can lose your tools at the back of the ambulance if you're what? not careful. You can also stab yourself with the drugs so you hallucinate while you're trying to... Well, not hallucinate, <laughs> but, you know, it's like being on LSD. You see colors and you try and perform uh, surgery that way. That sounds right. And for some reason, you only perform surgery with one hand not wearing a glove and you wear a wristwatch. Okay. Which reminded me of Dr. Nick. Yeah, that seems dangerous. Yeah, that doesn't seem good at all. You're essentially no. Dr. Nick's cousin, I think, at so, this point. So you're actually playing this uh, this guy who was sued for malpractice, has no medical license, and is doing this out the back of a van. He just painted you know, Yeah, it might be a storage locker, maybe. Because yeah. when you're not in the ambulance, it's probably a storage locker. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I would think they'd make for good surgery yeah. rooms, right? Doesn't it use the Team Fortress 2 engine? I have no idea. So Source? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can see it being because because you know whenever whenever you think of the medic in that game, yeah. it'll makes a lot more sense up to including the magical healing technology that can fix all of oh, this no. stuff. This is great because this is the eighties. Oh god! You're playing in the eighties, so there's floppy oh. disks and there's a big bulky computer. Good times. Yeah, it's all eighties. And then if you um, get past the first few levels, you can go into a bonus level where you do. Uh, surgery on an alien of course you do and of course you have no idea what the alien's anatomy is when it tells you to replace something you have to just guess and oh, hope that you pick weird. the right one that's weird and you can do it in space so everything's fl- all your tools float around it's fantastic weird it's so hard it's so it would be hard. even great if that is that if you the first time you make that you make the incision it just purrs open this face hooker shoots out and just starts eating your that's eyes that's what i was waiting for that'd be amazing that would have been that'd great. be the greatest bonus level ever and then you have to like grab it with the hand and like put yeah you have to try and you. stab it with the scalpel shove it into uh replace, into the yeah that's what they're gonna ask you to replace the face hugger mm-hmm. take out the dead face hugger put in a new one that's weird <laughs> yeah. no but, i'd play that yeah might as well go whole hog into it yeah, yeah fair enough it's a fantastic game, and it's—I think it's IGN's free game on Steam right now. So check it out. IGN is a free game a week. Sorry. I don't know, a free month. That's I think, weird. I think it's a free game a month. Yeah, it's a free if game. If you're, uh, I assume, a premium Steam user of some sort, but yeah, check it out. It's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Brendan. I've been playing Reaper of Souls. Yes, you have. Yeah. 
So uh, are we going to get nominated Diablo again this year? Nah. Phil, nah. do you think he's going to nominate Diablo again? Yep. Okay. Yep. If he doesn't do it, we will for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, the da- Reaper Souls is basically making Diablo 3 what it should have been when it launched. Okay, that's good. So the loot works better. The overall mechanics seem more tight. They've added a few modes, like um, the adventure mode I find really interesting, where you can go back to different areas and have different quests. An adventure? In, it basically, different quests or different bounties based on those areas. That's adventuring. And they were kind of random a bit, so it, it gives you a lot of replayability in the game. And it really is... Kind of an ext- like the storyline is dumb, like really dumb. I heard so it retcons uh, stuff from the previous, lines. from the original. Like it yeah. retcons stuff from Diablo 3's proper story. Uh, maybe a little, but it, it's just stupid. Like, but, I, I, <laughs> but like like World of Warcraft stories are pretty bad. It, too, like it's it's fun. Stu- it, like it is. If you read my review, I basically said it is a dumb adventure story that works with the world. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, if you take it seriously, like, wait, this, this... I think I, think I use that as one of your pull quotes. Yeah. You're like, even with this ridiculous narrative, it works in the world it's in. Yeah. If you, like, yeah, sure. There's a giant angel that's... that's uh, it was the angel of wisdom has now obtained the power of death. Sure. What? Why not? Why? I don't know. Why this person would probably want to obtain the power of death? Yeah, so he's kind of semi-immortal, but not... It's weird. Can he himself? I, Is that a thing? I don't know. So they can't, and they have the soul stone, which they can't destroy now for some reason? No, and then he, it, it, I won't spoil anything, I guess, but they can't destroy it because they destroy it. All the spirits leave, but then in the process, he takes what? them. It's weird. Weren't they trying to destroy it in the first game? No, because if you destroy it, the all the souls of the primevals escape, and then they're back becoming things again. Yeah, but so they were just going to keep it in the, in the gem for forever. Yeah, basically. But wasn't it degrading or something? It doesn't really tell. I'm confused. It's it's. Don't think about it too much. Yeah, I I, I don't think I want my head to explode. No, it might. Um, but they also added the new class, the Crusader, which I really do think is worth the price of purchase right on its own. Oh yeah. It's a really powerful defensive offensive class because you use a lot of shield budding and like um, shield abilities. But it also allows you to do is if later in the game it allows you to use two-handed weapons in one hand and use the shield at the same time. Oh, nice! Yeah, Dark Souls in it right there. Yeah, it's very Dark Soulsy, and he is super powerful. At the beginning of the game, you you know the first part. If you know Diablo, the first part is pretty easy, but yeah. it takes a little challenge. This guy just hits things and they explode. Hmm. Everything you hit explodes. I'm pretty sure it's Russell Crowe. Yeah, it's basically Russell Crowe. Russell mm-hmm. Crowe as a guy in Diablo. Um, if he can be Noah, he can be anything. Yeah, exactly. basically, he is the he is the Crusader. Uh, so, if you ever play Diablo two, he's basically the parallel to the Paladin. Yeah, and so that that's a really nice touch. So, anyone that has played the original games, you're like, ah, I like this. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm still mad about the Necromancer. Yeah, I wish they brought that back. I, I really love do. the yeah, Necromancer. Me too. I guess the the Witch Doctor's kind of the Necromancer. Eh. Well, I my understanding of it was they did they didn't want to revisit classes. Yeah. They didn't feel they can do something new with. Yeah, I know. That's what I was, and that's actually something that interested me whenever I heard about the Crusaders. Like, aren't they? Didn't they just do the Paladin? One? It, it's different. It, it's a little bit more defensive. Oh, okay. The Paladin was very offensive, just a kind of a soldier class. This is has aspects of the of the uh, of the Paladin, but it makes it does mix it up, gives you some cool abilities, and I think those really work. Um, it's thirty nine bucks. It's about if you play in a normal, which I do all reviews on, it takes you about six to eight hours. Okay. Yeah, and it's interesting because most of the acts in Diablo, most of the sections in Diablo, are one area. They look like one thing. What they've done for this one is they've actually made it three areas. You have a swamp area, you have a city area, and then you have this like, X battlefield with demons and angels kind of all dead. Okay. So that's it's an interesting kind of mix. They've kind of made it so it feels like if you play Diablo 2, it feels like like two of those sections kind of thing. Okay. So this is considered a full expansion, isn't it's, it? It's a, it is a full expansion. There's enough here. And they've they've also, with the Loot 2.0 patch, it does make it feel a little bit more um, complete. Okay. It is, it's worth the price of purchase if you like the series. If you don't if you don't like the series, this is not going to sell you on it. it. It is just more Diablo. Well, no, no expansion is going to sell you on something. Yeah. But it is what Diablo 3 should have been when it launched. So mm-hmm. if you've been waiting to jump on board, now's the time. Because I think Blizzard's selling Diablo 3 for like 20 bucks. And then, and then, if you're a PS4 lover, they're going to be releasing a PS4 version that includes everything. Oh wow! And that I think is going to be launching for fifty nine. So, 
59 or 69. I'm not sure right now. But that's for, for both of them, yeah. for the whole thing. Yeah, Put well, together. Blizzard, on, uh, on, when you used your PC, they always have great packages that package in the original and their yeah. expansions. Yeah, so. They're just trying to lure you in. Yeah, basically the expansion right now is 39 and if you want to buy a Diablo 3 right now, they have a sale where it's only 20 bucks. Yeah, so it's a So you $59, you can get out So it's a yeah. full-price game then. Yeah. So this is, what, the fourth time they've been able to release this as a full-price game? Yeah, basically, yeah. And yeah. then, they, then they have the PS4 version that's going to come out that's the same thing. Somewhere, they are la- like Blizzard is like laughing. That, that's just license print money right it there. It really like, is. Yeah. And it, it, I'm interested to see how it is in the consoles, because the console experience really did work with Diablo so well. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm saying it's, it's a purchase if you ha- can. It, it's worth the money. It's a solid experience, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just not very keen on buying, paying full price for the console version of a game that's been out for two what, years now. Two years yeah, now. Yeah. So I'm just like, no, I'm going to wait for that price to drop. It's it just... will. Dabble 3 on the consoles is sitting at um, 39 bucks, I think. Mm. So it drops pretty quickly. So okay, you can well, wait. I'll wait on that. And we don't even know when it's going to be out yet. So. Okay. But that's my take. Okay. Um, do, we have, do we have a little bit of time? Because I just want to mention for timeliness uh, the, the Bioshock Infinite DLC. Yeah, you can go. Uh, yeah, we have like five minutes. Yep, Wait, hold on a second. So, Brandon, where is your Diablo Reaper of Souls review? It's on the website at cgmakeonline.com. It will also be in the new issue that will be launching next week. Right. Yeah. And All right, sorry, Alex. I wanted to make him say it. Well, my, I think my, uh, my Burial at C2 uh, review should be up on the website about this point. Yes. Yeah, should be. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, I played the final DLC, uh, final known DLC for uh, Bioshock Infinite. So it's final, but there's only been two, hasn't there? Well, there's been three. Clash of the Clouds is just kind of challenges or something. Oh, okay, okay. So it feels like kind of a cop out. Bar- First burial at sea was okay, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was it was a lot harder I found than the than the game itself. But it was also the plot didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like the Bioshock Infinite plot deals with a lot of like alternate universes and sort of. Quantum super sup, super I can't pronounce it, but uh, but uh, the problem is but the and the thing is this the second game the the first uh, Burlet Sea episode just kind of doesn't make a lot of sense with the ending of Bioshock Infinite. I don't want to get into which spo- I have not finished because I don't want to and never will. Okay, uh, but I, I I wasn't going to mention uh, spoilers yeah, anyway because it's one of those things you don't want spoiled for you. But um, the first one, just the ending doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It kind of flies in the face of the ending of the core game. And this next one takes place right afterwards. Okay. Like, just a few seconds after. And it's kind of doing... Like, I mean, the whole thing with Burial at Sea is that they're all back at Rapture, and that was kind of a weird thing because it feels like you're just playing on the nostalgia for the original Bioshock, and it's like, hey, we made the original Bioshock, and we've made this other one that's in the sky. Now go back to the sea and go back to Rapture and go back to Objectivism. And there was so much else they could have done with it, and they just didn't. Like, there's at least three or four different things they could have done just with Columbia alone Mm -hmm. that would have been awesome. And this one, I just felt like I—I I mean, they do it well. Yeah. The like the actual scenes are really well. There's a, a there was at least one scene where I was actually wincing in uh, obvious discomfort. Mm-hmm. And they did they did a really good job of taking the actual important moments of the first game and putting a spin on them and putting a spin on the characters. It's much more. It doesn't feel as incidentally in rapture as the first one, as the first oh, episode cool. did. It actually feels like there's a reason why to be there. Playing as Elizabeth is also interesting. Like, that was the whole big thing for the second episode. Yeah, yeah. And she get to play as Elizabeth. She plays markedly different from Booker. Mm-hmm. It's actually very stealth-based, which really concerned me at the time when I was playing it, because I'm thinking, oh, this could be really bad. Like, when you're playing stealth-based games, you know, yeah. you have the whole thing where if you get seen, you get killed. Yeah. And that can really come across tedious. This didn't even early on when I wasn't when you don't have a lot of the mods and you've got to yeah. be really careful. But then you get you know to the end of it and then you've got like you're turning invisible and you're just like standing there in front of a guy and then you do like a sneak kill where he walks mm. right into your face and just stand up and back him, bash him on the head and turn invisible again. Weird. And it's just great to see everybody just freaking out around you and then going around and shooting them with gas darts and stuff. Hmm. But no, it was all right. I. Not entirely sure I can give it like an ex- exempl- an exemplary uh, score. I just 
it, the problem I had with it is I liked Bioshock Infinite, the core game. I thought it was actually a very good game. Yeah. yeah. Mostly because the story actually carries it up, carries it past a few of the obvious, a few of the uh, painful flaws. But um, I think the DLC really, they really dropped the ball on that. I think episode this episode two of Burial at Sea should have just been the Burial at Sea one. Mm. It should have just been this, and then there should have been two other DLCs set in other periods. And it would have just, and they could have done a lot with that. They have the writing, they have the writing chops for it. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They made us, they made a decent enough game on its own with a few, with a few issues they could have fixed. Mm-hmm. And I just feel, despite how decent and solid it is as a DLC, it could have been just better. Could have been a lot better, and yeah. we ex- I expected a lot more. That's fair. Yep. Oh well. And Sorry, Alex. You no, can go back right. to Dark Souls. Let's go, go back to Dark Souls and uh, get myself killed a few more times. Yep. Cool. Sounds fun. All right. I think that's it for this week's episode of the CGM Podcast. You, of course, can follow us on all the social media, Twitter at CGM+. My personal one is Kicks in Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N-Chaos. I think my brain's dying for the day. I can yeah. see that, yeah. Uh, Brent Dinier. Twitter? Kickstart 26. Phil. Perfect. Phil Brown. Follow Phil. He's funny. Thank you. You're welcome. And Alex. Alexander B. Leach. That's L-E-A-C-H. Yes. Uh, of course, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash magazine. And we have a new contest. If you share our upcoming event, which is April 5th at The Round here in Toronto, we're having a little launch party. There'll be games and music. So if you're in Toronto or close by, make sure you come by. That's April 5th, 7 to midnight. I'd show up around 9 for the music and the games. But if you share that event on our Facebook page, if you share it to your friends, you could win a Titanfall t-shirt and some Xbox woo. One. What was, was that a yawn or a woo? It was a woo. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. A Titanfall t-shirt, some Xbox One touchscreen gloves, and a little Xbox drawstring bag. So make sure you check that out, facebook.com slash magazine. I don't know what Phil's face is for. I wish I could capture it on film. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. You can also Just having a brain fart. All right, then. Mm-hmm. You can also follow us on Google Plus, google.com slash little plus sign CG Mag Online. Of course, our homepage, which is cgmagonline.com. We also have our sister podcast, The Amazing. These Warriors are terrible. They may be terrible, terrible but they're also amazing. Tabletop RPG podcast. Pretty awesome. Cool. Are people sneaking in behind me now? I'm getting freaked out. Back to the back to the door is never the greatest position to be in. People could sneak up on me and shank me. All right. What else do we have? To, that's it. I think. I think that's it. Yeah. Actually. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, actually, pocket mags. I would love to push pocket mags. If you have an iPad or anything you want to read us digitally, save some trees and save some money. Sounds pretty good. Go to pocketmags.com and just search for us. You can download our app and get our mag that way. And since the April issue is coming out soon. Grab it now because it's twelve issues for twenty three dollars. That seems pretty damn good. Works for it's me. Pretty solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for tuning in, and we'll you see that, you next. You what? Got that what? phone anyway. You might as well use it. Yeah, you got the phone. You got the iPad. You got the PC. You got the MacBook. Whatever. Just get Pocket Mag's app. Mm. Yes. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. So long. Bye bye. <laughs>